It wasn't pretty. In fact, it was anything but. But the Packers found a way to get a win 27-24 over the New England Patriots. And we are going to break it all down. This was our live show after the game on YouTube. If you're not watching, go follow us on YouTube, the Locked on Packers YouTube page. But the good news for you, it's in your podcast feed every Monday. Let's get it going. You are Locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Really your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked on Packers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. You use the promo code Locked On, and they will match your first deposit up to $100 at prizepicks.com. All right. The Packers escape against the New England Patriots 27-24. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. There, I said it. I have to get that in there. Thanks to everyone who is with us live right now on YouTube after the game. It is 7 Central, 8 Eastern. If you're not with us, why are you not with us? These are exactly the kind of games we go live right after the game to discuss because there is an ocean of things to discuss. The Packers won. And I got, I got accused of being a little Debbie Downery last week about the loss because of the way that the fourth quarter played out because of the way that last drive played out. And I understand that. Got a lot of messages both on the live chat and then in the comments and then in my Twitter DMs about, hey, man, Packers won. Be happy that they won. Okay. I I get it. I get it. And so when the Packers win, I try to start the show with that. And sometimes I get a little sidetracked because that's just the way my brain works. This is a game you should have won with against Bailey Zappi by two touchdowns, three touchdowns. You didn't, for a number of factors, we're going to talk about a lot of them, uh, and that's fine. That's true, and that's important to think about as we move forward with this team, but they did win. The thing that I come out of this game really focusing on, though, aside, you know, positively, number one, Al Lazard showed up in a big way. Six catches, 116 yards, had three catches of 20 yards or more, some play-action chunk plays, He was big when they needed it. The third and 10 conversion to get them out of the shadow of their own end zone. Rodgers throws a a seed that he makes a diving catch to go up and get. He led the team in targets. Romeo Dobbs, eight targets. No one else had more than four. Those two guys were the offense. Dobbs ends up with five catches for 47 yards. Yes, he had the clincher, the game winner. He had it. He beat his, his man. It's a touchdown. He can't secure the catch. He's open. Now, both rookies have dropped touchdowns. He's open a lot. He is really good. And he he caught that ball. He just didn't survive the ground. 
And that's that's something that can happen to anybody. We've seen Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson and Greg Jennings and, and Randall Cobb not come down with balls that we thought that they would because they couldn't survive the ground. That's not that's not quite an excuse, It's but it's an explanation. These things happen. The fact that he was there, he, he made the catch clean and just, just couldn't quite finish the play. And that is, to me, what this Packers offense is at this point. They're almost there. This was a game for them to get all the way there. Right now, they're almost there. They scored 24 points. It could have easily been 28, 30, or more. They give up 24 points, but it's really just 17 because Rodgers gave the seven by throwing late and inside um, on an out route. That That's just unbelievable. Rodgers doesn't miss those throws. Rodgers looks so much better in the second half when they went to more play action. They mixed in the pass with the run. I, as, as fun as it is to be a run-heavy offense and to just beat people in the trenches and kick ass and take names and all that stuff. This offense works better when it has more pass balance with the run. You have to be able to create explosives in the passing game. And the Packers had opportunities. Christian Watson on the jet wheel, which is a play every team in the NFL runs now, is wide open. It's a touchdown if Rodgers can put it on him. That ball, Watson has to try to adjust to. It tails. There was some swirling wind in the stadium today. It tails late. Seems like Watson picked it up late, but the ball needs to be out in front so he can run under it and try to make a catch. There was another play where it looked like Rodgers was trying to throw it to Christian Watson or maybe Alan Lazard. Either way, he, he missed the throw. Rodgers missed a ton of throws in this game. But in the second half, when he needed to hit them, he did. And guess who he was throwing to? On those little pre-snap, just check with me's, they're, 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 you know, you, we call them RPOs, but it's really just Rogers seeing the defender off. He has the, the chance to throw the ball out to Dobbs. He picks up eight. He picks up seven. When they're in plus territory, that gets them in a position. A.J. Dillon finishes it off so that by the end, you're in chip shot field goal territory for Mason Crosby. They tried to hit a deep one to Romeo Dobbs. In fact, twice they took two deep shots. One he caught and then couldn't survive the ground on. And then one, he wasn't open and wasn't a good throw. Rodgers needs to get on the same page with these receivers, but we're seeing the glimpses of it. He still has the Lazard stuff, the Cobb stuff when they needed it on third and had to have it in overtime. It's Randall Cobb coming up with a big play on third down on the, the touch the first touchdown drive, third down and have to have it. They go out and get a touchdown. And they throw to Randall Cobb on third down to move the sticks. Big Bob Tunyon with the touchdown. He's getting involved. Those are the guys that Rodgers trusts. You're still getting the manufactured touches with Christian Watson, which he's doing well on, scores the touchdown on the little flip. And then you're getting Romeo Dobbs. This offense, I mean, we talked about this all offseason. The way you win games with this team is you run the ball effectively. You play action and your rookies make one or two plays. They each made, Christian Watson had the touchdown. Romeo Dobbs almost had the touchdown, but then makes a couple plays late and you win. Now, again, you try 
not to have it come to that against Bailey freaking Zappy. That's bad. Just objectively not good that that's how this played out. But if you go back to last week, similar situation where, yes, the eight straight three and outs, bad, pretty bad. Not great, Bob. But in the first half, when you're rolling and then you fumble it at the goal line, that's a little bit fluky. Packers fumbled again. Romeo Dobbs fumbled in this game. Aaron Rodgers throws a pick six in this game. Like stuff is happening to Green Bay that they don't do. Now, Romeo Dobbs put the ball on the ground twice and actually low-key three times. He did it against Minnesota in week one and no one really noticed because the he was the play was kind of over and he just sort of like reached back and got it. But you got to survive the ground better than this. He's got to find ways. You got to rep it, whatever it has to do. But that, that stuff's got to get better. This team is trying to figure it out in the second half. They did. Are there things defensively that, that need to be fixed? Oh, yeah. But Darnell Savage flying around and making plays. Rashawn Gary was an absolute monster in this game. Had two and a half sacks, a forced fumble. He was a force in the run game. Every time he makes a tackle, you are feeling him. I still think their corners on the outside are really good, although they got beat on some play action stuff where it's just sort of like, this is, you shouldn't be losing a, a one-on-one man coverage rep to this guy. So not not quite, like Jair Alexander does not explain that. Adrian Amos doesn't explain that. We're going to talk about the defense in a second. But you're still getting, like, this is the evolution of Rashawn Gary we were hoping for. And you still are getting, like Eric Stokes is still, flying downfield and tackling. They're still not giving up the big plays by and large over the top, which is what this defense wants to be. And, you know, special teams was not great in this game, but you have the game-winning field goal. They flipped the field a couple times. They downed the ball inside the 10 a couple times. And that stuff, that's how you win these games. All right, we're going we're gonna to vent a little bit. We're going to talk about some other stuff, some not-so-good stuff. In just a second. But before we do, let's talk about our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is such a fun way to play daily fantasy because all you have to do is beat them. You don't have to beat me. You don't have to beat your friend Dave. Forget Dave. Dave doesn't know anything about, about fantasy football. No, you just look at the numbers. So Aaron Rodgers passing yard. Let's say the number is 250. If you think he's going to have more than that or less than that, you say so. And you pick another player up to five that you think are going to score more or you know put up yardage more or less than their prize picks projections. You can win up to 10 times your entry. You're just competing against that number. It couldn't be easier. They also have basketball. They've got college sports. They've got baseball. They've got hockey. They've got golf. All kinds of great stuff at prize picks. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Plus safe and fast withdrawals. Download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com and play daily fantasy sports use the promo code locked on and they will match that first deposit up to hundred dollars you put hundred dollars in they'll give you hundred dollars put fifty dollars in they'll give you fifty dollars that's the promo code locked on for that instant deposit match thanks again for making locked on packers your first listen every day make sure you check out our nfl key predictions every friday on locked on nfl locked on's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games in the nfl weekend including sunday and monday night football plus betting advice from the field's leading experts Bet online. 
Follow NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. The defense. It's a lot like week one, where you look at the final score, you say they gave up 17 points, and you look at the final numbers, and New England had 271 total yards, On 58 plays, they're 3 of 11 on third down. You get four sacks. They had, you know, 104 net passing yards. And you just kind of go, if if that's all the information I gave you, you'd say, defense played pretty well. They probably gave up 10 points, 13 points maybe, which is what I thought would happen. But no, they gave up 24 points. Now, they really only gave up 17, as people were quick to point out on Twitter. But here's the problem. They gave up 167 yards on the ground, 5.1 yards per rush. When the only thing, the only thing this team can do is run the football. Why, in the second half, are they sitting in these two-shell looks, these two high safeties, when Bailey Zappi is physically, physically incapable of throwing the ball more than 30 yards down the field. Why are you sitting in these two high looks? What are you doing, Joe Barry? I think some of the criticisms of Joe Barry, like on that first drive, he he wasn't just sitting in too high. Guys were just getting blown off the line of scrimmage, missing tackles, just getting beat at the point of attack. And you're, you're complaining about Joe Barry, and it's just sort of like, well, what do you want him to do? He can't actually get off blocks and make tackles. He can't actually read and react. This is one of the things that actually with Quay Walker is something that teams are going to do because he, as a downhill runner, that's not his strength. As a in a phone booth decision maker and run fits, he's not reading and reacting quickly. Now, he's a run and chase linebacker. To the sidelines, great. In coverage, great. Downhill fitting the run, not great. And so, yeah, they made a lot of tackles after four yards, five yards. The Patriots weren't ripping off chunk runs play after play, but it was four, five, six yards every play. And part of that is because you're sitting in these two high safety looks. Now, another part of that is they lost Adrian Amos on, you know, in the first quarter to a concussion. You hope he can play and you hope he's he's ready to make the trip. If you can't make the trip by Thursday, you can't go because they got to leave Thursday for London. So is is the the you know, the the task against Danny Dimes and the New York Giants, a daunting one? No. But this wasn't supposed to be daunting either. Now, Bill Belichick, Brian Dable, we don't think Dable is on that level. Still, Saquon Barkley, he's really good. I don't know if you know this. They have no one to throw the ball to. Is this going to be the plan again? Is this how this is going to go again? I thought we were past this. I thought we were past this because against the Bears, the criticisms all week about the two high looks and the and the banal defense, they come out and they show some stuff. In the third quarter, the Packers come out against Billy Zappi, single high. Here's here's safety pressure. Here's linebacker pressures. Here's six and seven man pressures. And it works for a drive. And then they go back to the two shell stuff. Now, I, I don't think we can underplay the loss of someone like Adrian Amos. Reed Ford was not brought to this team to play safety. Someone explained to me why they don't have 
an NFL caliber safety on this team after the first two guys. Because right now, based on the evidence we have, they don't. All, all offseason, I was yelling about this. All offseason, I was getting worked up that they don't have another safety that you feel comfortable coming in and playing like replacement level defense. The, the touchdown is because you have miscommunication between Keyshawn Nixon, who is not a regular player, Devondre Campbell, who is a regular player, and Rudy Ford, who is not a regular player. Now, I busted coverages are the hardest to diagnose. I have no idea who's wrong and who's right in that case, but I do know that someone should have been in that area, should have been aware that there was a receiver in their area, and that he should not be running free. The fact that the Packers did not have a credible fourth safety or third safety, not even fourth safety, third safety is a, is a management problem. It's a Brian Gutekind's problem. It's a Russ Ball problem. And in a way, it's a Matt LaFleur problem because Matt LaFleur has to go to Brian Gutekind's and go, uh, uh, we need a guy. Now, as has been pointed out in the comments, that touchdown should not have counted. But who cares? Once the ball is snapped, it's between the lines. You got to go play. You have to go play. And they didn't. And they, I made the joke on Twitter, they looked like a team that had just gotten off the plane from London. Not sharp. Playing with, you know, other than Aaron Jones and Rashawn Gary, no one played with a lot of juice and a lot of intensity. Rodgers is missing throws. Guys are blowing assignments. Elton Jenkins, he might just be a guard. I mean, I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. It's only been a couple of weeks. But through three weeks, not, not, a, not a good right tackle pass protector. Now, now, he was a good left tackle pass protector last year in eight games and was good in his one-shot playing tackle in 2020. Good. I'm I'm trying to chalk this up to rust. He doesn't look as explosive coming out of his stance. The kick slide doesn't look as good. I don't I don't know what to think there. Maybe he's just a guard and you play Yash Nyman at right tackle. Maybe you play Zach Tom at right tackle. They got to figure that part of it out. The, the defensive thing, I, I think, is okay when they're healthy. But the fact that you're falling off a cliff like this, and I, I think, frankly, still playing that too high world, most teams, when they are down players, you have to play some more vanilla stuff, which usually means more man coverage. And that's what the Patriots have a, 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 an objectively worse secondary than Green Bay. Even, frankly, even with the injuries, because they were also at Jalen Mills. And their secondary played, I would say, better by and large than Green Bay's. Not busting things wide open. Rodgers had to fit balls in. Guys were mostly where they, where they should be. The fact that the Packers are still having these issues, and a lot of it is an approach issue. I want to see them be more aggressive. I want to see them tune Bailey Zappi up, speed up his clock. I understand Rashawn Gary's awesome. Kenny Clark is awesome. Jaron Reed had a sack in this game. But you have to, you have to be able to play aggressively against someone like Bailey Zappi. If not him, then who? 
But if we're going to talk about roster construction, I got a lot of heat. And I'm not taking the victory lap yet, but I got a lot of heat for not liking the approach the Packers took to the draft on day one. Loved everything after that. Devontae Wyatt can't get on the field for a defense that cannot stop the run. Quay Walker was drafted for these kinds of games when they want to live in nickel because a team is running a bunch out of 11 personnel, which is exactly what the Packers are theoretically designed to stop. And they couldn't stop it today. Now, is, the, is that a nail in the coffin? No. Does that mean those guys will never be good? No. But that's that was the goal. That was the intention. That's why they drafted these guys. And so far, the return is low. Now it's been four games. But Wyatt just can't play. They, they don't have him out there. And that's with guys like TJ Slayton and Jaron Reed and even Kenny Clark to a certain extent getting moved off their spot pretty regularly. Dean Lowry. <laughs> and he can't get out there. And in these, these fronts where the Packers want to play like this, Quay Walker not coming downhill and making plays in the run game. Has he made a tackle for loss on a run fit this season? I just don't know that the plan of attack here works consistently. It worked last week. It worked last week and great for them. But guess what? The Patriots, the, the Patriots, Tom Brady always does this to me. The Buccaneers can't run the ball. Terrible run team. Have been all season. Guess who's not? The Patriots. With two really good backs and a good offensive line. They were playing six offensive linemen. And the Packers had no answers. They just wanted to be who they were. And this is a continuation of what we saw last year against these bad quarterbacks, these bad teams. The team just sort of sleepwalks through it. And you have a you have a passive plan from Joe Barry. And you win, but it's ugly and it's annoying. And that's that. That's that's what happened. Cool. Congratulations to everyone. You won the game. This is taking years off the lives of your fans. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor, cookie dough. I have one. I have either cookie dough or the brownie chunk puff. Almost every day, they taste unbelievable, covered in 100% real chocolate, but they're only 160 calories and they've got 15 grams of protein. Go to built.com to snag a box for you and your family. It's the perfect treat or find a good hiding place for them. You can go to built.com and I'll help you get a discount because I'm, I'm just nice like that. I'm, I'm that guy. Go to built.com and use the promo code locked on 15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code locked on 15. I have them in my pantry right now. I had one today during the game. And I highly recommend you try them for yourself, built.com with the promo code locked on 15 to get 15% off. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen, Peacock and Williamson, Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes, free and available wherever you get podcasts. Last thing I want to hit on the Packers pushed 
the ball down the field. Did it work? No, by and large. But they did it. Rodgers took those opportunities. And by and large, guys were open. Christian Watson on the jet wheel, open. Even though there was miscommunication on whatever it was, Rodgers was trying to throw to someone. He either way overthrew Alan Lazard or Christian Watson ran a route that, he, that what Rodgers did not think he was going to run. Alan Lazard was open. They, he had Randall Cobb down the rail. Missed him. Rodgers missed a lot of throws in this game in ways that we're not used to seeing him miss. The, the first Dobbs fumble... Yes, Dobbs should have had it, should have secured it, and should have gone to the ground successfully. A bad throw. Just let him have it right in his pocket and go. Those little screens have been an adventure this year. And look, I saved this for last because I know people are going to get annoyed about it. But, But last year... And, and in years past, Rodgers has not done a lot of rehearsing. Not a lot of spring, not a lot of summer. No preseason. But you had Devontae Adams. And you had Elton Jenkins to start the season. You think you're getting David Bakhtiari back last year. And by the way, the Packers got off to kind of a slow start last year. The offense was disjointed. They just couldn't run the ball. It was a little bit of a mess until, really, uh, until after they got healthy. Um, and it w- was really about the second, the last eight games of the year where the offense really started to move. It is hard for me, hard for me to watch this team play offense and not think that there is a connection to the quarterback's attitude and how this season has started. Would the timing be better if he had more live game reps with Romeo Dobbs? If he had spent all of May and into June with Dobbs, Watson, Lazard, Cobb in what are going to be different situations. If he had spent some live game reps on the field in preseason working on timing, would this have been different? I'm, I'm not even ready to go to the point of, I think this I'm, I'm doing the really cowardly analyst thing and saying, should we be asking this question? I'm not even actually asking it. I'm just saying it's hard for me to see this and not think they're connected, which I guess is a way of saying I think they're connected. Now, how much and how much could you have fixed it? I don't know. I don't know. But especially when a lot of this is miscommunication and timing and guys are not being on the same page. And Rodgers always says, I'm a reps guy. I'm a reps guy. I'm a reps guy. We got to rep it out. Well, then you have to rep it out. You have to be there to rep it. Just because you don't need the reps doesn't mean they don't need the reps. And just because you don't need the reps doesn't mean you together don't need the reps. Okay, rant over. I I needed to get that off my chest. The Packers have a slew of really winnable games here coming up. And they have a chance to get right on the schedule. They've got the Giants in London this week. They've got home for the Jets the following week. Then they go to the Commanders. You know, they, they should be... What is that? Six and one heading to Buffalo. And then the schedule starts to get tough. Buffalo, you got at Detroit, home for Dallas, home for the Titans, at Philly. Then you go to Chicago. Uh, Justin Fields ain't it. Home for LA, to Miami, home for 
Minnesota, home for Detroit. That's a that's a tough stretch to close. They need to bank these wins now. That's why this is an important win. That's why this was an important, ugly, terrible win. It, it In a way, it's similar to what we saw last week where you see the potential, but they're not there yet. They're just not there yet. And I, I, like that's good and bad, but they have to be there at the end. And the defense needs to play better. They need to play with more intensity. Now, until they, you know, they, they played really well last week. Really, really well in a big game with a lot on the line. All your, all your guys for, for two series, you still had Jair Alexander out for a lot of that. For these big games, they can get up for them. I want to see you get up every week. I want to see championship level effort and mentality and edge every single week. That's what good teams do. That's not what the Packers did on Sunday. Now they won. Ultimately, good teams win. Great teams cover. They didn't. There it is. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow, Expert Tuesday. we got Zayu doing on Wednesday. Uh, we will not have a live show next Friday. I will be traveling, but we will have a show. We'll be in your podcast feed. Check that out. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.